It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Life can present many challenges, as most of us know from recent events. A pandemic, financial concerns, isolation, and health issues can create anxiety and fear. Re-emerging from a crisis takes inner strength and determination. The good news is that according to today's guest, Panash Desai, you have the power to reconnect to who you really are, which can allow you to reach levels of personal and professional success. Panache is here today to help us do just that. Panache is a best-selling author, thought leader, and business and life catalyst. He's been interviewed by Oprah Winfrey for Super Soul Sunday, and he's collaborated with Deepak Chopra, Reverend Michael Beckwood, and Neil Donald Walsh. Panache's new book is You Are Enough, Revealing the Soul to Discover Your Power, Potential, and Possibility. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here with you and great to be here with everyone tuning in. So, Panache, I want to start this conversation off by getting your thoughts about what is happening in the world today. What do you have to say that can offer our listeners hope? Well, the first thing that everybody needs to know that it's perfectly okay to be feeling everything that you're feeling right now that it's okay to be feeling sad, it's okay to be feeling afraid, it's okay to be living inside of this lack of certainty. The truth is that everything inside of us that we once believed was solid, or that was a part of who we were, or that was something that we could rely on, is being fundamentally shaken. And uh, in my book, You Are Enough, I talk about the difference between this created self uh, that we believe that we need to have in order to excel and advance in the world, and the essential self, the authentic version of who we are. And so what's happening right now is we're being shown the absolutely unsustainable nature of this created self, of this goal-setting, this ambition, this pushing, this driving, this accumulation, because the truth is, in any moment as we're experiencing now, all of that can be gone. And we're being put in this giant moment of redefinition and reprioritization. You know, it's interesting how in self-isolation and quarantine, we're now being asked to be with ourselves, to be with the parts of ourselves that we have avoided, that maybe we distract ourselves from. In addition to that, we're being asked to be with our families and our loved ones, or, or at least to communicate with them via technology to see how they are. We're being asked to prioritize who we are above and beyond everything else. And in this time, we're being shown very clearly what's important and what matters. And you know what? That isn't the promise that we were we were told that, you know, we were here to fill. That isn't this, you know, uh, notion of false metric of power, fame, money, and success. You know, this this virus is affecting everybody equally. Uh, the shifts in the economy are affecting everybody equally. And we're realizing actually through all of this that we are more alike and more similar than we are different. So I believe that this is a, a time where this authentic aspect of who we are emerges. We allow this loving part of us to be at the forefront of why we're here. And also that we begin to understand that most of the tools that we have in the transformational space absolutely don't work. Because in order for us to evolve, we have to deal with ourselves at the level of feeling, not at the level of the mind. 
And the more we can welcome what we're feeling, the more we can be with ourselves, the more we can be with our experience as it is right now, knowing that we're doing the best that we can, the more we're going to tap into the peace that's always there underneath it all. The more people that I talk with, Panache, there are people who are in total agreement with you, and I happen to be one of them. But then there are people that are so uncomfortable with what's happening now that that they feel like they're not going to be able to make it. What do you say to those people? Well, it's especially important for them to realize that they're enough. It's especially important for them to realize that who they are, their value and their worth comes from, from just their being, from their essence, not what they do, not what they hang their hat on. You know, it's interesting because I see this as a time of almost being humbled. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're being shown that the simpler we are, the the closer we are to nature, the more sustainable we are, the the, the more we are advocating on on behalf of love and empathy and compassion, the more we're able to move through this gracefully. And so um, I would say to those people right now that are struggling in any way, shape or form, to surrender their cares or their burdens or their worries to the divine of their understanding and the beloved of their heart. Because right now we're being asked to turn within and we're being asked to place that presence and that divine intelligence first to prioritize our families, to prioritize our health over our material possessions, over accumulation, over production and over consumption. You know, it's it's almost like your book is a guide for how to get through this. I mean, in it you wrote... Your divine essence is far greater than intellect. When you tap into that force through present moment awareness, you unleash its power in your life. And that is exactly what we all need to do now. It's so amazing that the timing of this book and, and just everything that's happening. You know, I was on a, a book tour, a 20 city book tour, uh, the week before uh, the World Health Organization uh, announced this as a global pandemic. My book became a national bestseller. And so we very quickly uh, pivoted away from those in-person events into very quickly offering daily meditations online, which are being attended by thousands of people from all over the world. They're called a call to calm. Uh, They're available at 9 a.m. Eastern. To then offering uh, vibrational support, energetic support to people at 11 a.m. Eastern. To then also supporting people in semi-private sessions to help them individually through what they're going through through their own unique form of this crisis. And the book has become a talisman of this time for so many. You know, this this time of self-isolation and quarantine, people have really been diving into it. And I've been getting DMs, emails, and messages from all over the world as to how they're finding such comfort from this book at this time. And so if you haven't got it yet, please get the uh, ebook version of it uh, and order the hardcover copy for, for later so that it can be delivered to you. But it's absolutely what we need to know right now. It's absolutely the redefinition that we all have to go through. Because when you change your energy, you change your life. When you shift how you feel and you shift the level of feeling, you shift the level of the mind, you shift the level of the body, and then you shift your entire reality. Well, you know, and another interesting thing, when you step back and you look at what's happening in the world, we've been more connected than ever before in history. It's, you know, an immediate thing. You can reach someone across the world immediately. And yet, people have been lonelier than they've ever been before. And really, what's taking place now, it's forcing us to reconnect on a a more personal level. It depends on how we define connection. Uh, If we're talking about connection through social media, um, that isn't really connection. 
uh, it's an avenue of communication. Right. It's a platform to share ideas. However, it's not uh, us sharing who we are uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, when I speak of connection, uh, for me, that's recognizing um, who we are, recognizing that everyone that we engage with is an aspect of ourselves that just needs to be embraced and needs to be loved. And that, to me, is the opportunity now. And that is the uh, kind of uh, clarion call of the of the moment, is to embrace every day that we meet as a part of ourselves, whether that be an afraid aspect of ourselves, whether that be, you know, an angry aspect of ourselves, whether that be a, a, a sad aspect of ourselves. And the more we realize that every single thing that we're interfacing with in our lives is us, because in oneness, life is as we are, the more we're empowered to navigate our way through this time. And so I would advocate right now on behalf of everybody actually picking up the phone and calling, FaceTiming, you know, and just being there. And and I would share this with you because um, when my daughter Celeste was born, she was hospitalized for 18 months, the first 18 months of her life, and had five open-heart procedures and subsequently had a high heart transplant at 18 months old. And there was one friend that called me every day, and he's one of the busiest people in the world. He's in fashion, and in every uh, day he's in a different city, and he would call me every day. And in that moment, um, I was allowed to be vulnerable. You know, I, I wasn't the person that sat next to Oprah. I wasn't the, the best-selling author. I, I wasn't the, the life and business catalyst. I wasn't the person that people came to to solve complex problems on behalf of themselves or to support them in aligning with their divine connection. I wasn't that person. It was just panache. And I was just able to be completely transparent about how I was feeling, about what I was going through. And that call, that authentic caring, that authentic showing up was the greatest blessing of my life. That individual is now the godfather of my uh, twins. Uh, mm -hmm. Celeste is now five and Leonardo. And and this to me is, is what's required now, is letting people know that they're not alone, reaching out to people, you know, being there for them, you know, being available for them, you know, as much as possible offering ourselves up to the greater good of all of those right now who don't have the ability to have the awareness of who they are, who don't have the capacity to recognize what's happening, who are just stuck in this, you know, uh, notion that the world, that the world and life as we know it is ending. Well, the world as we know it is ending, but the version of the world that's ending is the, is the version of the world that doesn't work for everybody anyway. Right. And so what we have to do is usher them through this time by holding their hand, and just by embracing them every step of the way, because that's what being human is. And that's what it's going to take, us working together as one. And, and that's such a powerful message. Absolutely, because we're, we're realizing now that nothing happens in isolation. Right. You know, when, when everything first happened in China, I was already inundated with calls uh, from all throughout Asia and was fully abreast of everything that was happening. And I was actually waiting for this to begin to spread beyond China because I knew it would and um, and get to the US and at the point that it did uh, about a month before everything had happened I had already had conversations internally to let people know uh, that we would need to be available to support the millions of people that look to me for inspiration that look to me for connection that look to me for guidance and uh, thankfully we were able to make all of those shifts and changes and have been able to do that on behalf of the global community. And what I can say to you is that what's needed now is the recognition that um, we are living in an age where 
because of the means and modes of travel that we have, because of the ease of flow of communication that we have, we the, these kind of boundaries of separation of, of like nation states and you know these boxes of conformity are blurring, and more and more we're becoming one singular population. You know we're becoming one singular family and one singular expression, and um, this is important because when we realize the oneness of all life, we can begin to remember the truth of why we're here. And that's not to bicker and argue and to posture and to, you know, be in this rightness about our beliefs and ideologies. Really, we're here to love one another, to support one another, and to advocate on behalf of each other, especially those who have yet to develop the capacity to advocate on behalf of themselves. Panache, do you think that there is ever a time in our life when we truly know who we are, but then somewhere along the way we forget that? So for me, the reason why this connection to our enlightened consciousness or our authentic self has been so elusive is because it hasn't translated at the level of feeling. You know, in the Western transformational paradigm, we've had this preoccupation with the mind, and we've been working on the mind and shifting our beliefs and, you know, shifting our thoughts, and everything's become about the mind. And, you know, as much as I respect Descartes, Descartes was fundamentally wrong in his statement, uh, I think, therefore I am. The, the truth is, I am, therefore I think. Mm-hmm. And so in the Western world, they put the mind before being. Uh, in the Eastern world, we always understood that being came before everything else. And so what we have to do is flip the transformational model on its head and recognize that who we are first is pure awareness, pure being, and pure potential. And that we have a mind, but we're not our mind. That we have a body, but this body's on consignment. We have feelings, but we're not our feelings. You know, we, we, we have material possessions, but we're not our material possessions. We're, we, we simply have them for the duration of the time that we're here. And it's this fundamental redefinition of who we are around the truth that allows us to recognize that when we are feeling peaceful, we are being ourselves. When we're feeling peaceful, we're operating from our authentic self. When we're feeling peaceful, we're operating from our enlightened consciousness. And so peace is your natural state of being. And it's ever-present underneath the thoughts, underneath the emotions, underneath whatever's happening in the world. And at any moment, we can begin to become aware of our breathing. We can begin to observe what's naturally occurring in every moment underneath our very noses and return to that peace, return to that calm, return to that authenticity and source all of our choices, all of our guidance, all of our intuition and all of our solutions from that place of empowerment. There are a lot of people today that are experiencing this crisis, but but even taking it further than that, any type of crisis in life, when they go through a difficult situation, they can't see a future, so they lose hope. They believe there is no future. What would you say to that person to give that person the power to keep moving forward? Well, I think that we were built for this time in human history. You know, I I firmly believe that everyone's gone through everything that they've needed to on an individual level Mm -hmm. to be prepared for this time. And that this is really a time of self-reliance and self-empowerment. And so what we have to do is advocate on behalf of the next best step that we can take, you know, the next best loving move that we can make. We have to do that as individuals. We have to do that as businesses. We have to do that as nation states. And eventually we have to do that as a global community. Uh, But for me, uh, it's bringing it back to its simplicity and recognizing that we can all just simply make the next 
best loving decision for us or a decision that contributes toward more peace in our lives. This is also an amazing time to put our lives under review. You know, uh, so many people have been working in jobs that they can't stand, they don't love, uh, and, and now they're at home in this time out contemplating their future. And what I would say to people is, you know, how do you want your future to feel? If you want your future to continue to feel the way that it has, then don't change anything. Don't make any new decisions. Don't, don't, don't introduce any new possibilities into your experience. But if you're willing to take this time and to really have your life be a reflection of the love that you are and the potential that you are, then I would invite you to architect your entire existence around the feeling of peace. It is the most powerful way to live. And that's also true for relationships. You know, right now, uh, people who have been married for extended periods of time are now home with each other. Everybody's home. And, and uh, we don't, people don't have the distraction of sports and, and entertainment. So people are actually having to speak to each other. And this is going to be a time where relationships are either solidified and fortified or people will file for divorce. And so, again, we have to get clear. If we're just going through the motions and sleepwalking through life, then we have to understand that the best that we're doing is suffering. The best that we're doing is surviving. At some point, we have to love ourselves enough to have the courage to redefine our reality around how we want to feel every day. Knowing that we deserve to have a relationship where there's intimacy and connection. Knowing that we deserve to be in a job environment where we're able to be creative, where we're able to advance, where we're able to excel. Or maybe it's time to start that business and that company that you've always wanted to. Remembering that in the height of crisis, some of the most important companies in the world were created and founded. And so we're only ever as limited as we allow ourselves to be. And we're only ever at any point in our lives being directed back home to our hearts, back home to the truth, and back home to the peace that can become the foundation and the core from which we can build a beautiful existence. Panash, everything that you're saying, it, it offers so much hope, and I hope that our listeners are hearing you. And if you'd like to get more information, Panash's new book is You Are Enough, Revealing the Soul to Discover Your Power, Potential, and Possibility. And his website is panashdesai.com. And as always, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com. Panash, in our final moments, what is the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? You're not broken. You don't need healing. You're not a mistake. God wasn't having a bad day when you were made. You are beautiful. You are luminous. You are unique. And the more you start to embrace who you are and realize that you're perfect by design, the more you're going to be supported in unveiling the truth that resides at the foundation of your being. Panash, thank you so much for joining us. As I said, everything that you're saying offers so much hope. And, and I thank you for teaching us, as you say, that life can be exceptional and that we are exceptional. Thank you so much, my love to you. This is Conversations with Joan. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.